Wait, what? Wait, what? We're connected. Send her the link. Send her. Just, just while we have it, just, <laughs> just go. Just go while we have it. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Hi. So technical difficulties, everyone, and we are uh, at a part two, as I promised at the end of part one. <laughs> As we were talking, we let everyone know that uh, because it didn't connect, it didn't stop the whole thing. It just dropped you. So Sarah and I were still able to talk. And so we said, you know, you were just kind of answering, uh, asking a question. And she Gene, was I wasn't like, sure if she even heard that question I asked or not. Well, like I couldn't hear it because it wasn't very audible, but apparently she did. She was just like, "Do you want me to answer the, his question?" And I said, oh, "We'll wait until he comes back." And so I had sent you the send you another link right then, but then it wouldn't connect. And so uh, we have both done the. There she is. Wait, Hi, what? Sarah. Wait, what? Oh, wait, wait, we're what? Back. We're back. So the past few episodes, we have had this kind of these kind of connection issues. And, uh, you know, I, we don't really know what the cause is or why it keeps happening, but I can tell you what the motherfucking cause is. Oh, it's this country ass Wi Fi. (laughs) Yeah, that'll get you every time. (laughs) It's just a in yonder. (laughs) Nah, nah, it's the man. The man was holding us down. Don't even worry about it. She's hilarious. (laughs) She asked me, she asked me if she thought the company owned anger, (laughs) right? I told that's why I, I. I text Sarah and I was just like, the man doesn't want us to talk about this. Nah, we ain't allowed. <laughs> well, I missed whatever discussion you guys. Did you actually hear the extent of my question? I did. So you were asking me what I think the long term of this looks like. Well, so no, I asked. Or, or how do you think this will directly affect like agriculture and um, livestock? Like, uh, exporting or like do you think it's going to kill a bunch of crop and livestock do you think we're going to have like polluted crop and livestock do you think there's a possibility this gets into the general like food supply food chain and obviously you're not an expert so however much of that you're comfortable answering but like what do you foresee this affecting like our more or less our immediate food concerns more than um well immediate of course we're in winter here in ohio so it's not like there's a lot of things Crop-wise that are in the ground, I think in the next season, it's going to be something that they're going to have to watch for. Um, I think the problem is, is that it how much it affects their water system. So vinyl chloride has an 11-day half-life. So what that means is that every time 11 days passes, right, it, it halves in strength. The problem is, is that... On a regular eight-hour shift, you are only allowed to be exposed to 0.1 part per million per eight hours. And they just dumped 16 gallons of 100% part per million. So even the 11-day half-life, until it becomes a safe number, I've seen things from... Uh, what looks like 15 weeks it will be, you know, before it's safe in water, um, which that puts us 
you know, directly into we're nine weeks from the last frost date in Ohio when like crops are being planted out. So that puts us in a dangerous window. I don't I don't farm on that level. So I'm not exactly sure what farmers are looking at or or even their mindset right now, because I'm sure they're devastated Um, when it comes to livestock. I mean, livestock they drink a lot of water i mean i don't know if you know anything about cows or pigs but but they put it down so um having safe water for them to drink is a little bit scary and i i agree with the man i saw interviewed earlier who said this is a huge hit to reputation so even if you can provide safe drinking water or safe food um you as a farmer are you comfortable eating that food you know like are you comfortable selling that food i think that that becomes um, a main cause of concern as well i think that this will have somewhat of a devastating impact locally um i'm not sure about globally at this point or not even globally but nationally i meant to say there um i'm not sure exactly we are the globe we are the globe well i mean we live in america so right we like to <laughs> we like to think ourselves that way, um, but yeah, I I definitely think that this will have somewhat of a devastating impact for I would say roughly at the very least fifty miles around this zone, um, which is in both ways because the day that they blew up or controlled burn they say um this there was really strong winds that were going uh into pennsylvania that day and where pennsylvania and ohio connect west virginia is right there as well and i actually have family that live in that part of west virginia and they had to switch all of their water systems over um go to different sources and that's also still farmland i mean we really do live in the thick of of the midwest or not even the thick of midwest i guess technically that's like you know kansas like arkansas but we live in in the very start the thick of farmland so i definitely think that this could have an impact we're already facing a lot of you know problems when it comes to food chain supply already so this definitely does not help anything that's for sure and how do you think uh how do you think like governor dewine's handling the situation oh uh me personally i think he's doing terrible and um (laughs) I, at the beginning of COVID with a pandemic, I actually liked his response for um, a GOP governor. I thought that he had, um, you know, at least tried to do some things, you know, pushing back against some of that, um, you know, nonsense that was going on. And um, this response has made me like, I mean, his response and a lot of other things, I've already second guessed it, but this response showed me like all of that was just saving face so basically we have a lot of people like blaming biden or blaming Buttigieg. but the wine in a press conference said today that he talked to the president and he offered help he said whatever you need you know how biden does every time he talks to a governor of any state whatever you need we're here for you you have a direct line give us a call when you know what you need or we'll send help now whatever you want and dewine said well i don't i didn't really see any need for it so i just told him that we were good which mm. is like not, <laughs> I mean, this is, I, I think it once again is them trying to keep under wraps how terrible and devastating this really could be. Um, because I've seen chemists all over social media and Twitter and on their, you know, their own medical websites where they're talking about what this looks like for soil, what this looks like for groundwater, what, you know, what chemicals are turning into what. And, 
you know, when you when you have a national help that can say, hey, we can come in and help you guys filter all this stuff out and do all this stuff. And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, we're fine. I just I, I just don't think that that was the call in any way, shape or form. Yeah. You question it. You know, it's always it's always frustrating when when governors refuse help just simply on the basis of political affiliation. Yeah. Instead oh, of doing yeah. what's right for your state, for your people, mm-hmm. for your constituents, you want to take some, well, they're a Republican and I can't take their mm-hmm. help, or they're a right. Democrat, I can't take their help. No, yeah. you do what's right for your people. Right. And it sounds like the, the citizens of Ohio, they need more help than what this governor can provide. So he especially swallow his pride and get some help. I agree. Especially when you know that if it was like a GOP they're shaking hands, having press conferences, maybe <laughs> pictures of them like jacketed oh, yeah. up, taking yeah. soil samples. <laughs> okay, they would have. There would have been a flyover already. And, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely disheartening because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of I like to say nonsense because that's what it is between everything. But like, at, we're all neighbors. Like, even if ohio to pennsylvania ohio to west virginia ohio to indiana like we're all neighbors at the end of the day so it's like this could affect a lot of things and i think this is the time that we all maybe take a a step back and are like hey like we have a huge problem here it's not me versus you it's us against the problem Mm -hmm. and unfortunately i just i don't see that happening so and the problem is corporate greed yes i mean that's always what it comes down to at the end of the day because they're i mean as, as much as there are you know republicans who i know have worked closely with this company there i mean there's democrats too it's not it's it's unfortunately not a um bipartisan issue in the sense of wanting to keep this covered up which really really sucks because you, you know, know people are going to suffer absolutely you know one of the reasons why why when Damien proposed you coming on the show and I was all for it he gave me the link to that uh, podcast where you you first talked about this and I listened to that 30 minutes while I was sitting in my office at school and I'm just like oh my goodness this is like severe yeah. and then my other thought was this could happen here yeah Oh, yeah, well, we live in freaking oil country USA. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing, uh, and I know this because I've had family that works directly for the railroad. Mm-hmm. Everything, I mean, all of this stuff goes by rail. There yep. are rail cars in and out of every city in the United States, just about anywhere where you see railroad tracks. There's going to be a train, and mm-hmm. you have no idea what that stuff is. What's on those cars you You don't know what's on those rails and so it would be it's ridiculous for us to think that hazardous chemical material not even just the oil but other hazardous chemical material because for one thing west texas has been linked to being becoming a nuclear waste dump oh gosh uh, in our area in in uh in Andrews County, which is like the next county over from where I am right now here in Midland County. Mm -hmm. And there have been all kinds of things to try and prevent that from happening because of situations just like this. Yeah, Yeah, let's... uh... You can't control everything. Let's put a nuclear waste dump in the middle of petroleum country. That sounds brilliant. Sounds like a perfect combination. 
Exactly. So a, pe- so a petrol fire can break out and like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's important for us to talk about this in the national perspective because this is something that really could happen anywhere. And if it does happen anywhere, what is the response? Right. We've seen we've seen how poorly uh, the national media has covered this. Mm-hmm. We've seen how poorly the state governor has really talked about this. And we've seen how poorly the, the state governor has reached out for help mm-hmm. in handling this situation. And like I said, this could happen anywhere, anywhere in the United States, anywhere where there are railroad tracks. That it could be we could be the next uh, East Palestine, Ohio. Right. Well, and what's crazy is that when all those EPA regulations were rolled back, um, they actually took it away. The The company is not responsible for even telling the states what they're moving through the state. Ohio had no uh, no paperwork saying, hey, just so you know, we're bringing 10 cars of extremely toxic stuff through your state. And that's everywhere. That's through the nation. No, yep. no There's no responsibility um, for the corporations to notify anybody. And now is that a failure on the EPA's part or is that yeah. some kind of a loophole? Is that a failure on like, on like state government's part? So there's certain state governments nope, where that, that is was, um, you can, um, I, I always like to tell people, of course, do your own research whenever you feel like it. Um, but if you go back and you look at the, the cut regulations, that was a part of it, that a lot of the responsibility got taken away from the corporations in the name of, um, cutting all the red tape that Democrats put on businesses. Mm. Yep. And the thought process, because I was in transportation before I was in education, well, in the middle of when I first started in education to where I am now, but in the middle of all that, I was in the transportation industry. I was a logistics coordinator for years for two different Fortune 500s. Oh, okay. And so um, when it comes to these Basically, the reason why those cuts were made because they want more people to use rail. Yeah, they want more things to use rail. It is cheap. It is the cheapest form of transportation. Yep. Um, it's just slower than everything else, and it's less reliable. However, it's the cheapest form, and mm-hmm. so you take off all the regulations as far as listing out, you know, what's exactly what's on your cargo, and you know, this is how much of this and oh, we got to label it appropriately and, and, you know, oh, they might tell us no, so we can't put it on this particular train. They said, screw all that. We just mm-hmm. want you to get the rail and we want to, we want this to be as profitable as possible. We yeah. want to try to drive down the number of trucks that we won't put on the road simply because we don't have enough truck drivers. So it's easier to put stuff on the rail and let that ship that way. So in order to encourage everyone to do that, we're going to make less rules on yeah. how to do that. So that's where we got to this situation where we are, where we don't have any clue what the hell is on the on the, the rail car. Uh, and we're just letting all kind of hazardous material float down the down the rail lines well what's also crazy is that this is actually what if you guys remember back before christmas when they all um the union stood up and they they tried to do a strike this is one of their main concerns so basically the whole reason this derailment happened was because of one bearing that wasn't looked at because 
in this new contract, um, they didn't have the uh, the manpower to do these security checks. It's like a like a ninety second security check, and they didn't have they don't they don't have the people to do it. And they had said, "Hey guys, we're gonna run into some real problems here very quickly." And the railroad companies were like, "Good luck. Here's an extra, you know, vacation day." Okay, we won't we won't fire you <laughs> for calling in sick. Uh, basically, and now we're now we're stuck in this. So I mean, I don't put a lot of blame on the railroad workers, of course, because they ha- they all stood up and said we're going to be facing problems like this, and then it happened. Yep. And um, it's it's really messed up. And what's actually kind of crazy, and just something I want to touch on real quick, um, because there's already a million conspiracy theories coming out, of course. Um, about this and like they're trying to poison us it's like no one's trying to do anything but make money um first and foremost and also there's um i don't know if you guys are keep up on things or not but there's this movie that came out called white noise Mm-hmm. Um, with Adam Driver, and, yeah. and I love Adam Driver, so of course I watch everything that he's in. And it was based off of a book that was written in 1980s, and um, it's about a train derailing and it being uh, toxic chemicals, and uh, the state and the company not handling it well, and how that affects the town, um, basically, and what's absolutely crazy to me is that it was based both the book and the movie in a town about 20 miles from the town this happened in the simulations going crazy simulation to be going crazy but i mean at the, at the end of the day it's not even the simulation the author of this book said hey this company really sucks and they're doing some crap in the 1980s y'all need to watch out for them and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, look at that. Here we are, 40 years later. And that author was correct. What hey, confounds me the most about all this, and I know, like, I know me and Courtney have talked about this a lot. And, like, you know, actually, never mind. I don't think it's appropriate. Never mind. Oh, okay. Skip that off. <laughs> if it was about the simulation, I don't know if you listened to the podcast that we ta- we put up earlier today. I just heard it, yeah. <laughs> so my, I made so many simulation jokes in that because everything you know is connected in a weird way. But um, Saint Valentine, who is the the saint of Valentine's Day, the Catholic saint of love and happy marriages, actually got taken out of this saint's uh, roundup in 1969. Which is the funniest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Like, actually, of all you know the what? Years... When, when the fuck have I ever been cared about being appropriate on my own podcast? What I think is funny. Me and Courtney talked about this, especially when that little freeze over happened in Texas and everybody yeah. was losing their power. Mm-hmm. Is how mostly rural farmers, yep, in Ohio, vote which way? I know, against their own benefit, and then. They rail against Democratic red tape. Mm -hmm. They get a Republican into office. The Republican takes away all this red tape, made things easier for these corporatists who don't give a shit about these people. And then shit goes off the rails. And who does it hurt? Yep. Who does it hurt? Yep. Well, that's 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 the foundation of the GOP is voting to shoot yourself in your own foot. Yeah. Well, that's why they they rally so hard against um, rural internet connection because I don't know if you know like how big of a push there has been for. I'm living in it. Yeah, yeah, you're literally living in it. 
um, because it, it keeps them less connected. It keeps them uh, with a less access to education and information. And that's how they maintain this idea. I will say, and I'm not one uh, that much to be all that hopeful, especially when it comes to politicals in Ohio, having lived here my whole life. Um, <laughs> things are a little different this time around. Um, I don't know if you've ever kept up on any of our elections. I don't know why you would. I keep it all up. I keep up with all of it. I keep Um, up with all of it. I'm like the girl that's like refreshing the page to see the micro percentage. Literally me too. Literally (laughs) when Courtney said earlier in Midland County, I was like, I know how y'all voted. Like I literally like I'm that person. Um, And Ohio is very much, it's not one way or another. I mean, it does go Republican a lot, but it's, it's sometimes a purple state, um, truly. And I, I definitely see this in some ways tipping the scales. There are a lot of farmers that are really pissed right now. And then they're going online because now we all have TikTok. And then all of the comments are like, look at what happened with the EPA. Look at what happened with the EPA. And they're all going, what happened with the EPA? And they're the like, man, I thought, you voted for. Yeah, I thought this was a good idea. I thought we were doing this, and now they're realizing. So, I mean, maybe there's some hope there in, in the sense of people maybe finally like. And I don't. I mean, the the two party system's awful, right? Um, I I you know. You, I th- I look at uh, politics kind of like uh, it's a bus and you want to get on, you know, you're just trying to get to the stop that's closest to what you want, right? Um, so bringing people over to aside that you know maybe we take care of this earth would be nice maybe we take care of each other would definitely be a good (laughs) thing um and we'll see what happens i have seen a lot of farmers who were all you know going to trump rallies and putting flags on their trucks all of a sudden being like wait a second you guys are you know of course it's well now you're affecting me well yeah it's just sad that something like this had to happen but I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if anyone else has ever said this before, but I said one time that GOP voters just the way they vote to me is shooting themselves in their in their yeah. own feet, and and that's really stuck with me. And I say that a lot because it's just yeah. it, every everything's counterproductive to what makes your life better. Yeah, you're just voting to make people above you's lives better that will never affect you. But yeah, well, and that's it is why. Oh, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why Biden, when he was campaigning, made such a big statement about this is not your father's Republican Party anymore. Like, it's different, you know, like, um, and a lot of the things that Republicans are, are saying that the Democrats are doing, it's projection. And they're pointing fingers saying, well, you're doing this. And then you turn around and, and they're the ones doing it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. how many how many times have we been in a situation where Republicans have said, don't let gay people get married. And then all of a sudden, you know, they've been like hiding the second life this whole time. It's like, well, if you could have just been kind to yourself and then kind to others, we'd live in a much better world. Yep. But entirely. they just, uh, you know, there's a, the problem is, is there's a lot of money in the GOP. There's a, there's a lot of money uh, for people to come out and say stuff and do stuff that even goes along their own benefits just because, they're getting paid that almighty dollar. I mean, it's the reason our trains are derailing. It's it's the reason for a lot of things. And I I just think that maybe this is enough to do a small reset. But I will tell you that when you told me, make sure you have some recommendations. The first one I wrote down was the guillotine. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we ready to? 
are we ready to put a pin into this? Did you guys want to wrap this up at all, or do we feel like we've covered well, it enough? I mean, I mean, if Sarah, you have any Sarah, other questions, yeah. But Sarah, I want to give you a chance to give a final thought. You know, um, and on that final thought, I want to hear what do you think people in Ohio should do now? What's the next step? Um, I think realistically, <laughs> I'm more so at this point worried about um, Western Pennsylvania. Uh, more so than a lot of Ohio, because this was in such the north uh, east point of the country, or I'm sorry, the northeast point of Ohio. Um, so speaking directly to that area, I I don't like telling people to buy things because I don't always feel like that's fair because of people's budgets. But for me, if I was in that area, I would be buying a, a water filtration system that works well. Um, like I here have one already called like the Berkey and I really like it. Um, I recommend people get water testing strips and maybe a life straw or like those water tablets. Um, if you're in a situation where you can maybe move, do that. But that's a huge thing to put on people, of course. Um, But I think realistically, a lot of it's getting loud. Get loud on social media. Get loud talking to your county, talking to your state representatives, your local governments. Like, make sure that you guys are taken care of because this is is a real issue. Um, Also, you know, keep a tab on these companies that are, are... doing these huge utilities in such a negative way support your local railroad worker of course um but i think realistically the thing to do is to keep your eyes open i mean if you're a gardener test your soil it test your water they have free water testing kits at home depots and lowe's right by the door um pick those up do you know just stay vigilant because i think the next couple of years are probably going to be pretty rough for those communities definitely and if if you can support those communities definitely do um unfortunately i don't have a fundraiser that i um have seen do a lot of work but there are a couple of gofundmes set up uh, like for farmers in that area definitely look at that but keep your eye on the situation and and use your voice and also use your vote because that's the, that's the shit that really matters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Right on. So now, uh, as you have heard on our show, we like to do recommendations. Oh, no. Before we get to recommendations, sir, you have to be a part of one of the neater experiences on this show. Oh, one boy. of the new segments, and it's poetry time with Damien. I'm so excited. I was really afraid you guys were going to do this before I got here, so I'm so happy. No, we, hey, we are doing did, this because... Go ahead. Did the one about the tree freak you out? <laughs> um, Yeah, but you have to remember, all I do is talk to Emily all the time. Right, and that's yeah, why I'm I was like, it won't freak Sarah out. <laughs> no, I was fine. <laughs> but Courtney's reaction was hysterical, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to most things, definitely, but that specifically, I was, I was howling for sure. <laughs> I was just worried about my buddy. I mean, my your goodness. buddy. My... Oh, Courtney, that's another thing. I'm sorry, random tangent, but we we got time, right? Yeah, <laughs> random tangent. But I was fucking rolling because once again, I was I was re-listening to some. 
episodes because Sarah told me she was listening. I was like, oh, so went back with a couple of episodes. When I told you that I was going to come visit you in Midland and you had to cancel your schedule and you said <laughs> you had it. And I said, I said, but I'm important. You said maybe in your mind. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, I was fucking rolling. I was like, damn. All right. Well, I, look, the calendar is the calendar. It is. And, I, and and really, this has been an all my life type of situation because I've <laughs> always been involved in multiple things. And so very early in life, I mean, like maybe 18 or 19, I developed the thought process that what I will do is the first thing that's on my calendar. And I'm not going to cancel one thing for something else. If whoever whoever gets to the calendar first, that's what I'm doing. And so I have lived all these 44 years. I'm your most important thing. No, no. If, if you look, if you're that important, you will have your shit together. And you will get on my calendar at the appropriate time. Okay. If you're that important, then well, you will have, have a you Saturday. Or- I told you that there's a lot of potential in that. (laughs) I said there's a lot of potential. That is not a guarantee. There's a lot of potential in that opportunity. I can't stand it. I choose choose words. Words are not random. I don't throw them out randomly. I choose the words on purpose. Amen. Okay. All right, ready? So poetry time. Let's Which go. words did you choose for us? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> See? It's always a tie-in. You figured me out, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you done? Can I go? No. Okay. No. <laughs> are you finished? Are you finished? Okay. <laughs> I wish you would, honestly, at this point. Let's go. <laughs> late nights. Late nights facing across a friend overlooking a chessboard. Cru- Fuck my earpiece! Every time I try to poetry, crying a with a poem. friend. Sorry, <laughs> crying with a friend in the back of a dish room because she was the only one I trusted with my secret. Ordering takeout that was a tad too expensive. Sitting on a couch watching TV series, not wasting time, but talking about life. Throwing New Year's Eve parties and getting just a little too drunk. Being inspired by my friend's commitment to health and starting my own routine. At one point, recently, these things described my life, and in honesty, I was happy. Things weren't perfect, but it felt like I had foundation. A group of friends in a strange place I could call family and a job that was becoming a career. And that, eventually, that rug was pulled out from under me, and I was left in the great unknown. And that's when I had to leave. I used to be afraid of change, but now I am one with change. We are Zen brothers. But I knew one thing wouldn't change. My friends that had become family. Because we said, please don't become a stranger. Call anytime. Text anytime. I want to hear about all the new things you're doing. Please don't become a stranger. How stupid could I have been to believe that sentence? Please don't become a stranger. But no one calls and no one texts. And somehow I was stupid enough to believe them when I said, 
please don't become a stranger. And they said, I won't. Well. Getting vulnerable snap, on the pod. Snap. Snap, for, snap for you, bud. Right? Snap, snap, snap. This is another extremely personal um, writing about your life yeah. type of a poem. And, yeah. you know, uh, so, A, I like it. I definitely like it, and I can appreciate that, like I said, you are writing about your life. You are writing about you. And this is this is a poem. For those who don't know, this is a poem about Damien's transition from Massachusetts back to Texas. And the friends that he had there and the life that he has established and uh, making that move and, and, you know, and those meet all those new people and new family that he met there and saying goodbye to them and then making the promise, hey, we'll always keep in touch. We're, you know, we're, we're going to check in on each other. And I'm guessing no one's checked in on you since you've been back. Um, you know, some days I feel like I'm God because I can force myself into someone's life by calling or texting and they respond. But if I don't initiate, then it's like, I don't exist. And, and what's yeah. a better description of a God than somebody who only prays when they need it. Mm-hmm. And otherwise he's just in the background of their mind. Definitely. That's I think, I think it's a, it's a pretty relatable poem considering I think even on low scales, you know, when you think back to like friends from high school or friends from higher education or every time you leave a job, you know, you kind of get that. Don't be a stranger. That's definitely a, Words that have a lot of heavy meaning to them, for sure. I appreciate it. Yeah, and it's my fault for believing it. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think everyone does it out of a good intention, but life is just so busy and crazy sometimes, you know? When you when you live and work around these people yeah. and you know that their lives aren't that busy, then it's very clear to know when it's just not doing it versus, oh, I'm so busy. I know what your schedule looks yeah. like. You're not busy. But but let me tell you this, because I am definitely one of those people who hates to initiate the phone call. And the reason I I hate it is because I don't want to interrupt anyone else's life. Mm -hmm. And when I don't hear from them, there's always, for some reason, I always assume that they're out doing other things. And they, they would much rather be doing other things than talking to me. And so, you know, I don't make those phone calls, even though I really want to. And the problem is, is that on the other side of the phone, they're doing the exact same thing. They're assuming that, oh, well, you know, he's he's doing this and that's this and that. And so he's too busy to take my call. So I'm not going to call. And so, you know, we always want to wait for someone to call us. But the phone rings both ways. I've made the calls in a text. They haven't been responded to. Uh, I'll tell you straight up I'm mentally ill right so like I got the ADHD tism and um, <laughs> I genuinely I'm really bad with track of time so I'm sure that this scenario you know way more about it than we ever will but I will say if anyone's listening to this that knows me personally and I haven't called you it's genuinely because I think today is Monday and I think it's Thursday I just don't I don't know what time <laughs> is I just, I, I just, uh, I, life gets busy. Absolutely. For sure. But 
No one is so busy you can't return a text message or a 10-minute phone call. This is true. Nobody nobody is that busy. Even I am not that busy. I was literally about to say, Courtney is probably the busiest human being (laughs) I know. And we sit on a podcast for damn near two hours a week. And I still text and call him at various times throughout the week. And Courtney, you, you, Mercedes, Waylon, Stephanie, Tanner, Allen, are the only people from Texas, besides my immediate family, that bothered to communicate with me while I was in Massachusetts, which is fantastic. But the tally of people from Massachusetts that have actively tried to communicate with me since I left that said they would is precisely zero. Because yeah. well, that's Fine. the Mideast, and they're Mideasterners. And- so <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, no, it's, it's no, my... It's, I, I what is it? They're, so I guess they're nice, but not kind? Exactly. I guess it's, it's my fault for... Believe me. No, it's not your fault. It's just life, brother. Don't yep. blame don't blame yourself for that. That's that's way too much baggage for you to carry. You're you're a wonderful person and genuinely I have only spent a very small amount of time with you, but I also talk to you quite often because I think you're wonderful. Hey, I adore so. the fuck out of you. They're just and we have men- the whole men's warehouse thing going on. It's I wonderful. thought we were talking about that. We're, we're, we're busting the <laughs> well, door. Well, no, I just that. said we had. I just said we had it, but I didn't. I didn't give any details about what happened in mm-hmm. men's warehouse. All right, I won't say nothing. No you, honest to God, honest yep. to God, tell Courtney, tell Courtney, because I really want to hear his reaction, Sarah. Tell him what I said. Oh God, about which part? <laughs> the crabs. Oh, I literally. He sent me. You know how he has this like bland white guy ass taste in men. Right. Yes. Right. Generic white guy. It's so bad. He sent me this picture of this like (laughs) LA influencer ass looking kid who like I'm telling you like just did not look like a normal (laughs) human. And I say back that man definitely has crabs. To which this man (laughs) types back to me immediately. Thank God I like seafood. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you make me read that? Yeah, that's 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 my boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I immediately said back in all caps, I'm telling Courtney right now. And it's hilarious because I told Courtney boy. one time, Courtney said Courtney said this one guy was into his trash, and I said, Well then call me a raccoon because I love me some trash. Oh my god. You really do though. I'm worried about you. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I am glad I am not alone. Mm-mm, not at all. Not on that one. Let me tell you. Courtney said, that's my boy. That's, that's, that's my him. boy. That's him right there. We're proud of him. That's all right, right. Courtney, give us a fuck. Oh, wait, no, Sarah, we always have the guests go first. So, yes, Sarah, give us some fucking first. recommendations. Okay, so. I wrote down, like, a bunch. So, like, do you want me to just read a couple or... Give thing. us whatever, whatever. Do your thing. Okay, um, I recommend. Um, I know that we're all worried about like an alien takeover because of these balloons or whatever. I recommend we try fucking the aliens first before we try war with them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's my first right. recommendation. Um, Make love, not war. That's what I'm saying. My second recommendation is Joe Burrow thirst traps on TikTok. Mm. My third mm, recommendation. Mm, mm. Is just howling at the moon. Just let it out. You know? Okay. Just let it out. And then, of course, I've already said the guillotine. I will bring that up again, you know, just in case. Um, also, in case there is any government officials listening to this because we've talked about too much, I also recommend the expungement of any nonviolent crimes. That would be wonderful. Thank you. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. lastly, my my the one I always have to say because me, as the as the plant lover, if you like house plants, get yourself a Raven ZZ house plant. You cannot kill them; they are beautiful, and they just make a room feel a little cozy. Okay. And that's my recommendations. You know, a little a little horny, a little revolty, and like a little just bit of housekeeping. You know. <laughs> bringing a little new flavor to wait what yeah right like wait like if i say like hey you should fuck the aliens and they're not going wait what what are we even doing here you know yeah that's true (laughs) that's very true well that certainly took that certainly took us all around the the world and and back again now now you know what the the beautiful world of oddity arcadia is it's just me doing this into a microphone all the time it's wonderful you know <laughs> but well, with eerie right along with you. Yeah, right? saying well, more unhinged stuff, honestly. Goodness. <laughs> well, my recommendation is going to be simple, and it's to uh listen to our guest today on um Oddity Arcadia. Uh I'm guessing that you can find that on Apple, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Yeah, thank and, you for that. Uh you're very welcome. And and uh uh, I have listened to a couple of episodes because Damien has recommended you before, Aww. but in preparation uh, for this episode, you know, just like you were scouting us, I was scouting you. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I listened to some things and, and definitely I listened to, you know, for more context on the discussion that we had today about the situation in Ohio uh, and, and, in that, um, that entire area and region. Uh, I definitely recommend that you listen to the to their show, uh, especially that like it was about I think twenty two minutes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe thirty two minute episode that really highlighted on on this particular situation. So, like I said, I, I listened to that. I was sitting at my desk and and I was just like like just entranced. And I, at one point, I like stopped typing and stopped working and stopped reading and. and <laughs> all the background stuff that I was doing. And I was just like, wow, this is a lot. This is, this is a serious situation. So um, I definitely recommend the show and Sarah, I hope that, that we will have the opportunity to have you back on again. Oh yeah, of course. I love you guys. I really do like your podcast. So I appreciate that so much. Thank you. I I really do. All right, Damien, Damien, give us your crazy recommendation. (laughs) So mine's uh, mine is uh, people could kind of see where my my uh, heart, mind, and mental are at right now, based off the poem. And so, my recommendation is to just very, very much make a very conscious effort to outwardly express your appreciation to your friends and family, and the friends that are family in your life that actually keep up with you and actually are a part of your life in a way that matters, not just the casual people that like a post on Facebook here and there, but the people that make an effort to reach out to you or you make an effort to reach out to them. And if you don't and you have someone in mind that you're like, man, I really should reach out to them or reach out to that person, send them a text, Mm -hmm. send them a call, send them a funny TikTok or something. But like for some people, it doesn't matter. And then for other people, like it really, really, really matters. And you can really, really, really make somebody's day by doing something like that. And so if you do have somebody like I said, friends, family, just outwardly show the love and appreciation you have for those people. That's a great recommendation. It is. It really is. And so, with that last great recommendation, that that brings this entire two-part 
episode of Wait What? Wait what? Wait what? Wait what? We're at the end. So uh, (laughs) thank you to our guest Sarah uh, for being on the show, for being so patient, (laughs) dealing with our our technical difficulties. This has become second nature to us. So (laughs) it's like, ah, don't sweat it. I'm telling Damien and me, just breathe. It's okay. Well, hey, hey, I'm raging. Right, of yeah. course. That's so why I was like, don't, don't be like, I'm here for y'all because it truly was a joy to be sitting here having this conversation, you guys. Thank you so much for those who have stuck with us through uh, both parts. We really appreciate it. Right. Yeah, because y'all were right. for like two hours of content. Yeah, so. basically at this oh, point, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. I hope you learned something. I hope you laughed. And uh, stay um, I hope you said, wait, what? Wait, what? At least like four or five times. That's what I was trying to bring to the table. So I hope I did that for y'all. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Um, right. Sarah, any any other final parting words before we go? Nope. Just, you know, keep listening to our boys here at Wait What. Sarah, what oddity are you today? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> what oddity today am I today? Today I am feeling like... Oh, that's a good one. Truly, I am feeling like a somewhat of an octopus in a wet specimen jar that's been dumped on the ground because we don't know about the water around here no more. Okay, that's how yeah, I'm feeling. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, you can find many oddities just like that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Imagine if I just did a promo. <laughs> No, I mean, literally, my, my last thoughts are thank you guys for having me. I hope uh, we can catch up again later. Hopefully, I have maybe better news in the future. That would be, like, really fun. We could talk about, like, gardening or something, you know, cute. That yeah, it was great having you on. Seriously. Definitely. I hope that your mood goes smoothly. And thank I you. hope that uh, you both have good days tomorrow. Thank you guys again well, for having Well, we're going to have a Saturday breakfast. It's going to be wonderful. <gasps> oh, so. have so much fun. Please send me pictures of your breakfast and not trashy men that make me feel like ick. <laughs> we, are po- <laughs> we, are, we are potentially having a Saturday morning Oh, yeah. Breakfast. You got to reset. Courtney, I'm so excited to see you Saturday morning. Potentially. potentially. I'm so excited, Courtney. Oh, my God. It's, you guys crack me I, up. It's well, thank pencil. you, everybody, and thank you, Canada. <laughs> it's a pencil. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, y'all.